Hi there, it's Tegan Steinmetz, and I would like to give you a warm welcome back to my podcast, You're Already Everything. Special shout out to my cousin, Jackson Linderman, who has created this wonderful guitar piece that is playing in the background, and is now my official intros and exits of these podcasts, so I hope you enjoy Jackson playing the guitar in the background. Wherever you are, and whatever time you're listening to this, I hope you're having a wonderful day and you are doing extremely well. As always, I'm sending all my love to all of you listeners out there. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting me as I take myself on this journey of becoming a podcaster and following some dreams out here. I really hope you look forward to listening to today's episode because I have a really special guest and her name is Rachel Adams. Rachel is a confidence and mindset mentor, and you can see a lot of what she does, and a lot of her wisdom is shared on her Instagram platform, which is at Journey Strength, which I will link all of her socials in the description of this podcast if you would like to go follow her, and I recommend you do. She is currently on her way to becoming certified yoga instructor and breath specialist, I'm pretty sure. Hopefully I got that right. She also happens to be a 2016 Olympic bronze medalist as a part of the women's volleyball team, but specifically the indoor team, not the beach volleyball team. I share the fact that she's an Olympic medalist last because after an hour and a half Zoom call with Rachel, she's much more than, you know, just an Olympic medalist. She has so much wisdom and love to share with the world. And I'm just filled with joy that I get to share my hour with her with you. And I hope you guys feel the same. A little disclaimer. Originally, I ended up having to record it differently than I normally record these calls. Because the internet connection was a little bit rusty. So I'm hoping that the way I transport this audio sounds good and you can understand what all is being said, so I apologize for that, but I hope it still runs through well enough for you. So here we go. Well, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm good. What time did you wake wake up this morning? Um, I was kind of, I kind of woke up a little bit earlier than usual, so it was like a little like 5.15, 5.30. I just like woke up, was like, okay, I think I'm awake, and then I just stayed awake. That's... That is, do you wake up that time every day around? I, so I don't set an alarm and it started when, um, I came to Japan, like jet lag hit me. So I was up early Yeah. and then I was like, I kind of like this. And then, so my body just kept naturally waking up around like 536 and I started to enjoy it. So like when I wake up, I just be like, okay, I guess we're starting the day. But like, ask me like when I was an athlete, I'd be like, yeah. crazy like who does that but I don't know it works that is that's funny first I wanted to start with you introducing yourself and kind of maybe talking about just your life story and life as you know being an Olympian and some more athletic related questions and then kind of transitioning into a few other things because I know you do like a lot of um confidence mentoring and like just a wide spectrum and I've been I did the movement the morning movement (laughs) challenge yes when I read in your email I was so happy I because I don't even know how I really because I I swim and I like I don't really follow volleyball but I don't even know how I came across like you and your accounts but like they're like my favorite things and are you serious yes I look forward to like all the posts and all the journal I'm a like I kind of ebb and flow between in a major journaling phase and then like struggling to make it a daily thing and Yeah, and and with the morning movement, I've been waking up, journaling, then doing the morning movement thing. Like, it's been getting me on a good, like, track again. It makes me so happy, and that's what it's about. It doesn't have to be, like, an everyday thing, but sometimes it's, like, you wake up and you're, like, I need a journal just to check in. Yeah. And some days it's, like, a longer thing, and some days, like, you're, like, I'm okay, but it's, like, just there when you need it, you know? Yeah, because I used to, like, be, like, I'm in a journal every day, and, you know, it's, like, I kind of just do it when I need it, and like when I see your um your post about some entries and stuff, I yeah those are really great. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes me so happy. And then I just I've like been asking some people um 
my teammates and like on social media and stuff some extra questions so if we have time at the end i just have some like random questions for you but okay of course so first will you just start by telling me like telling us about just like talk about your life and you know how you grew up and anything you want to share okay so i guess i can begin just to connect like before i found volleyball so i grew up an only child but i was close with my two cousins they were both uh two boys and so we went to the same grade school and like on vacations together our moms are sisters so we just grew up really close and so they're like my brothers so yeah you know people are like oh i'm surprised you're your only child i'm like yeah i mean i was you know my cousins kept me humbled and not yeah. like weird like i still have my tendencies where like you know i still am like oh that's mine like don't touch my stuff you know yeah um so i still have like those tendencies but my dad played basketball in the nba and my mom was like an avid tennis player and so they both like wanted me to do sports and yeah. you know i played a little golf i did some tennis i played basketball in grade school and a little grade school volleyball but it was all just to like be with my friends and i was never an athlete where they're like oh my god she's gonna be so good like the next so-and-so yeah I was very uncoordinated (laughs) you know I was just I was tall I Uh, was lanky yeah and so it wasn't like I was some kind of like prospect to like do something amazing and so um you know my biggest like story is like I was spending the night at one of my best friend's house and in the morning um she asked me if I wanted to come into the incoming freshman volleyball camp or sleep in and I don't know what made me go in but I went in I brought my summer reading book I asked the coaches if I could sit on the sideline and they said sure and then five minutes later they're like do you want to join and I'm like sure, sure. And I was so I was so bad but I just really enjoyed my teammates I enjoyed like what my coaches were teaching me and I had so much fun and I loved the learning process so I yeah. came back the next day and the next day and the next day I ended up trying out I made the freshman volleyball team and then fast forward to that you know I went to the University of Texas on scholarships, and I played there for four years. And then fast forward in 2013, I got invited to the, you know, the USA Women's National Team. And that's like my journey. And, you know, my biggest thing, I know you mentioned like mindset, but, you know, I had a coach come up to me and asked me, why does it look like I don't deserve to be out there? And that just sparked my like, oh, what is going on with my mindset? And so that's kind of like how like mindset came to be in connection with like my journey. I love that. And so then, because you you competed in the Olympics in 2016, correct? Yeah. And what's the, what's just like out of curiosity, what's the selection process like for like being chosen? Because is it, it's like, you're you're playing team volleyball, right? Like, mm-hmm, how many mm-hmm. other, how many girls are on the court at a time? So, the the women's volleyball like indoor team, you can only have twelve players, and so people think it kind of happens. I don't know. People are really surprised about the process. They yeah. think like we just play all year round, but you know we call them quads. So like every four years, it's like you know, after one Olympic to the next, it's a quad. Yeah. And so it's four years where we train during the summers. We have international competitions like World Championships, World Cup, um, Volleyball Nations League. And so we compete in the summer together. And then during off-season, we all play professionally overseas. So I've played in Poland for two years, Italy for three years, Turkey for three years, and Brazil. And so those are the countries and, you know, seasons I have. And then we meet up again in the summer. And then so you don't know that you're going to be on the USA women's team until like weeks before the Olympics. So you're always competing for spots. And there's about like 30 or so girls, you know, 50 at a time, you know, going in and out. But you have like a core, but they're like trying out new pieces, um, you know, trying to make each roster, like yeah. every world championship, you want to be on the roster. So the more rosters you make, the likelihood that you'd be chosen for the Olympics. So you still have like a core team, but you're still just trying to like, the coaches are still trying to like test things out. And then it's not until like weeks before the Olympics that you find out. So your family may have tickets and yeah. everybody wondering like, what's going on? Are you going? So it's a, it's a lot. A little, wow. That's, I just wondered because as a team thing, do you, you know, are these like the same 12 people that get chosen or it's like, can be from any teams you compete on? I see. Okay. That is yeah. really intriguing. Kind of talking about the Olympics now. On the Olympic stage, 
like the nerves and the pressure has just got to be crazy, especially like representing USA and the standard of meddling at the Olympics and everything. What, how did you prepare yourself? Because I'm sure you've, you've done a lot of like mindset training leading up to mm-hmm. those big moments, but what are your like biggest tools in handling nerves? I mean, at the highest stage, but even at like, you still have to, you know, be on your A game, even at lesser competitions and meets, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I kind of like, kind of set it up. So when I, 2015, I said like a coach came up to me and he asked me, why does it look like I don't deserve to be out there? And that was like, his like, why aren't you taking up space? And I didn't realize in the moment, but I didn't have the tools. And just like you mentioned, like, what are your tools? Yeah. You know, I went to the University of Texas. Obviously, I had skill. Like, I was athletic. I could, you know, perform. I'm not there by accident. Yeah. I got invited to the USA gym, not there, there by accident. I had, like, the athletic ability. But what happens when I make five mistakes in a row? Or what happens when it's not my day? Or what happens when self-doubt creeps in? It's a big team, like what do I do? Like, you know, like I didn't have the tools at the time. So, you know, when I was starting and, you know, I was feeling the pressure, like I started to feel small and like take up like the least amount of space as possible. So that really sent me down like a, like a rabbit hole of like, what are your tools? Like finding my tools, like how do I take up space on the court? And so from that moment to the Olympics, some of the most important tools that I you know, discovered. One was self-talk. I know you've sure heard me yeah. talk about Let It Go on my Instagram. Yeah. Um, we had a coach or a sports site that was like, how is everyone self-talk? And I was like, who's talking to themselves? Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's crazy. But he's like, I want you guys to go into practice and just be aware of like that voice in your head after you make a mistake. And just throughout practice, I was like, okay. And so I remember being in practice and I like made two errors. I was like, oh my God, Rachel, you suck so bad. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, that's self-talk. Like, that's self-talk. And so I was like, okay, huh. Like, I can be aware of this, like, voice in my head and I can either, like, lift myself up or I can tear myself down. So I don't talk about this story much, but, you know, I started to tell myself, like, okay, I'm a good server. I make a mistake. Be like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, hire, toss, or, you know, it wasn't I'm a bad server, but that was a bad server. Like, what can I change? And so I went throughout that summer, like, just having positive self-talk. And later that summer, I won, like, Best Server Award. And so I was like, oh, that is it's powerful. That self-talk. Like, <laughs> that self-talk. I was like, man, are we are so powerful. Like, how can I continue to, like, be in my own corner and, like, yeah. lift myself up? And so I learned about, like, limiting beliefs. And since I started volleyball so late, I... I had this belief that like my skills weren't enough and I was behind. And so I carried that with me into Texas and the USA gym. And these are like unconscious things that we don't even know that are going on and just like stories that we carry with us. Yeah. And so once I was able to be like, who told you this? And I was like me, like, no one else told me that. <laughs> yeah. like I'm here holding myself back. And they're like, uh, you know, is it true? I'm like, no, like, yes, I'm still learning, but like, doesn't mean I'm not capable or enough to like take up space now. And then I learned about like the power of the breath and just having after a mistake, like a reset routine and how you can literally use your breath to calm you down. And the more nervous you are, the shorter your breaths are going to be. So when I started to get anxious, I'm like, okay, like, let's take some deep breaths and like, let's calm down. And, you know, having a new relationship with fear like fear is you know it's there to keep us safe you know it's there like you know back in the day we're being chased by lions yeah like down that alley like something might be behind the bush it's there to like keep us safe but now it doesn't know the difference between like public speaking playing at the olympics and it's just like i think something's bad's gonna happen like this is scary maybe you can't do this yeah let's like not go for it like this is scary and so now I realize when fear pops up I'm like um I, I thank you I hear you I feel you like we're okay, okay. Like, we're okay we're good so just you know sit tight like we're gonna keep going on with this so just having new tools of like self-talk and um just awareness and I did a lot of meditation so I was able to be in the present moment and use 
be able to use that into the game. So just like developing my tools and just like, so I had a toolbox of tools. So when yeah. moment came up, I'm like, oh, self-talk up, oh, like, let's take a breath. Like I just had my tools. I love that. Side note, do you, have you read the book Breath? No, it's on my list because I'm getting certified as a yeah. breath work teacher. And they're like, they recommended some books. And I'm like, oh, I need to read these books. Uh -huh. Tell me about it. Oh, my gosh. You're going to love it because it very much talks about how we don't like that that fight or flight kind of thing. And yep, yep. being able to bring that back and control with your breath. And I, I read it like a year or two ago. And I they have like a whole bunch of... um breathing techniques in there as well that like I find really helpful and so I was like I mean just another random question but do you have like a certain breathing technique that you like fall back on the most yeah so I really love the box breathing you okay know, like, that's yeah that's my yeah favorite. and now I'm learning about like there's different ones like before bed and like before competition and then during competition yeah. but there's something for everything but the they realized the most relaxing part was like, if you want to relax, you want your exhale to be longer than your inhale. And if you want to get activated, you want your, um, an inhale to be longer than your exhale. Yeah. So like the longer your exhale is like the more relaxed you're going to be. And then when you start to get like activated, yes. like, you know, like, A little, yeah. yeah, totally. Um, so it's just crazy. So when people talk to you about breathing, you're like breathing, but I'm like, no, no like breathing is powerful. You should. Yeah. Well, I don't know where you're, what you're reading right now, but make that. No, it's my sign. It's my sign. It, I need to purchase now and not wait. It okay. is so, it is so life-changing and it talks about, um, I can't, like, I don't know if you even posted about this the other day, like breathing through your nose versus breathing through your mouth. Was, yeah. Was that what you said? It was me. Okay. Yeah, cause I, was was like, I, I can't remember right even where I, yes. I feel like I heard that somewhere. No, it talks about yeah. that as well and how we've become, um, like mouth breathers and like just all of the health decline that comes with that, like mm -hmm. our literally your health, your mental health, every all health related is like Leaping links to the everything. breath. So I think you'll really love that book. So yes, yeah, I'm so excited. Um, okay, so you mentioned like the self talk, and this kind of goes along with a specific question that I wanted to talk about, which was, did you like do you experience practice anxiety? And because I know for me as a swimmer. I don't know where this kind of came from. Maybe it's just like the pressure I put on myself and the pressure of like wanting to reach goals. But I know that during mm -hmm. practice, sometimes it's not that I can't do sets or like, I don't know if you're very much familiar with swimming or not, but like there can be some really hard sets thrown at you. And it's not like I can't swim, but I just get, I think so anxious sometimes thinking about how I should be performing in practice. Like, Oh, that's not enough. That's not going to get me to my goal, et cetera. And I don't know if you relate to, practice anxiety or just like obviously it's just practice and you're just trying your best but sometimes that thought of like that best isn't good enough in that moment to hopefully mm -hmm. like reach a goal I don't know if you can speak on that or how to handle practice anxiety especially with that like self-talk or any other tools yeah. as well I mean like what you're saying right now is like self-talk that you're having during practice yeah. you know and so I definitely relate to that because I've gone into games I'm like oh my god I need to play perfect or you know you know leading into Olympics like every practice counts like even yeah. though we're trying to support each other as teammates we're also competing and so you can easily be like oh my god like look what she's doing yeah. or look what's happening and that causes like pressure and anxiety on us like it makes us feel anxious like if things aren't going exactly the way we have it or the pressure that we put ourselves then we get yeah. like start to get just like things are going wrong yeah. but when you start to like give yourself that freedom and you focus on that one thing at a time, like, okay, what am I going to focus on that's, like, within my control? And what is, like, realistic for me instead of, like, okay, I need to practice perfect yeah. or, you know, I need to play better than them, which is, like, outside of my control. Like, what the coaches are thinking outside of my control. Yeah. You know, so, like, the only thing that you're within your control, like, when I get into the game and I start to, like, get anxious, a lot of anxiety comes from thinking about the future. 
Yes, what's very much. Yes. Was, you know, and like sadness is like about the past. Like, man, I'm so sad. I should have like done this differently. Yep. Anxiety in the future. So when you start to think about the future, you're going to cause like anxiety. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Am I going to perform well? I need to do a good practice. Or are we going to win? Am I going to make this kill? Yeah. And so when you start to think about the future, it's about like coming back to the present moment. And so that's where like meditation played a role. It's like when you're meditating, you're focusing on your breath and the whole thing about mindfulness and meditation it's like a one one thing you're focusing on and so when you're meditating you're focusing on your breath like you're going in you're going out and then when your mind wanders you notice and you bring it back to your breath and so I was able to do that in practice like I started to think oh my god what are they doing oh my god oh let's bring it back to like my skill yeah you know and that's how it's like you train the like the rewiring of your brain to start realizing what's when your mind is wandering and like bring it back to like what you can tr- control and like the skill that you can you know focus on at hand because like everything out is just going to be like out of my control yeah. creating anxiety I can't control it but like when you focus on your control you start to feel more relaxed and like in the present moment what do you think when I tell you that like what comes up that that is like we have two different sports that we're working with, but I can see like mm-hmm. the parallels and sometimes you like, you're racing someone next to you and it's like, they're having a better day. They're, they're doing, they're doing better. You're like, Oh gosh, like I'm normally faster than them, but now like having a bad day, et cetera. Or like, mm-hmm. you're not, you're supposed to be going these certain times in practice, but you're not hitting them that day. Like you normally do. And that can like just very easily get in my head and be like, well, that's in order for me to go my goal times or et cetera, that I'm working towards, I'm not doing what I, should be doing right now and I think that's really hard for me but taking some of those times like you're always also not going to have like your best day and so working on those little things mm-hmm. you can control which also like parallels with swimming there's a lot of a lot of little things that you can focus on and dial in on instead of thinking maybe mm-hmm. about the bigger pressure a uh, bigger picture in the moment yeah and like with that like comes self-compassion because we can be so hard on ourselves as athletes and so like maybe it's not my day it's like man it's not my day, but like, what can I do? And it's like, all comes with that. It's like, what would you tell a teammate? Because they studies show that athletes that have more self compassion can perform better. They, you know, approach things with more kindness to themselves and yeah. less stress and le- less anxiety. And like, usually, you think as an athlete, like, I have to be hard. I have to be better. Like, that's not good enough. And like, that research shows like that's not more effective and like self compassion. I really do love that because I well, my club team, on my high school team, just any team that I'm on, I try to, like, preach talking positively to other people and, like, lifting each other up, especially, mm-hmm. and I find that definitely helps me because sometimes if you can't say it to yourself, it's like, tell your teammate you're doing a great job, you know, like, get the energy up, and it kind yeah. of brings me up, so I really appreciate that. This is kind of moving on a different, different side of, like, performance, but mm-hmm. so I'm sure, like, after meddling at the Olympics – there was like a really big high of that. Right. And I don't know if this could apply to you. I'm just going to throw it out there and it does or it doesn't. But I know after like large competitions, win or lose, like either I have such a great time or I don't, I still have like almost like a bit of a low after. And it's, Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to describe it other than it's, I've just done all this work for months and months. I've just feel like I've sacrificed everything to hopefully get these goals. And even if I did reach these goals, there's still those like days after where it's just like, okay, now what kind of thing? And you know, you like, I know you go back to practice. I know you're always trying to get better, but there's just like, at least for me, it probably extends a little bit longer than it should for the normal person. And even cause I, I mean, my, my high school team, we just won our third state title last month or whatever. And I, I did pretty well, like individually, but still like, a week and I also I mean I also got injured at that I fractured my foot so I'm also facing an injury at this moment but (laughs) regardless of the injury as well there was just kind of like a low after that like the high of winning another state title and like a three-peat and all that yet like why am I feeling so like what now kind of thing after I don't know Mm -hmm. if you relate to that but did you experience that at the Olympics or what emotions did you feel coming off of the Olympics and how did you try and get back into normal routine and normal life after that yeah so after the olympics like i said like we're team usa and then we go play professionally so after 2016 i went to play professionally in turkey and i remember being on the couch like before season was starting or like i'm in season and i'm like 
man, you think your whole life about like the Olympics and going and meddling and you prepare and it's like all you can think about. Yep. And I, I remember thinking like, well, now what? Like, what's my motivation now? Like, of course, like want to win gold, but like you feel weird. I yeah. was like feeling weird. I was like, what, what's now? Like, what now? Like, where do I go? Like, what's my motivation? Like, am I, do I want to go again? Do I I remember, like, as you were sharing that, I was, like, I remember sitting in that seat and be, like, okay, where, like, what's next? It's it's done, like, yeah, where do I go now? I'm, like, yeah, like, you know, even though we, you know, we took home uh, bronze, or, yeah, bronze, bronze? Bronze, yeah. (laughs) I was, like, which one is bronze three? Yeah, okay, my my brain stopped working. Um, You know, like, I did have that kind of a sadness, like you work so hard for something and then it's over and you're not training for it anymore. I'm trying to remember my process, but it took me a while to get back into it. But I think, you know, I still wanted to get better, you know, as a player. And I think at one point I was like, okay, I guess like we'll go again. Yeah. um, Like go for Tokyo. Um, But, you know, I think because my why changed a little bit because it was like so I had to rediscover like what's my why like why do I want to play now is it you know I already went to Olympics is it like to be the best player that I can be so like rediscovering that new why and being like okay because you know your why is going to change and so tapping back into like okay well what what's going to keep me going like do I keep going like you know doing that more self-discovery because if you don't have a why then like things get weird yeah Yeah. and that's actually one of the other questions I was going to ask you later which was on those some of those like training days you know leading up to the Olympics um like what is what was your why um getting out of bed what made you on those early mornings where you like didn't want to get up what made you get up um for me because I know it changes but yeah yeah. your first one like yeah, exactly. But people think like athletes, oh, they're so motivated every day. I'm like, no, no, like I did not want to get out of bed every single day. I wasn't excited to work out. But for me, I wanted to get better so I can be the best that I could be for the Olympics and like be what I needed to be. Yeah. And then also and like be that for my teammates. Because yeah. if I'm not on my crap, then like, you know, I'm going to be a weak link for the team. And so I just wanted to get better every single day, even if it was just like 1%. Um and so, and then obviously go to Olympics, but that was my why for like a very long time. Yeah, performing and being good for your team. I like that. Yeah. Really great words of wisdom <laughs> for me today. Okay, so now I want to transition just into a little more like social media and daily routine and kind of things like that. Uh-huh. So a little less on the athlete side. But first, I wanted to talk about social media and just today's age. And for me, I struggle with social media as in, like, it's so unproductive for me at times. And, Mm. like, I've gone through multiple times where I've just gone through my followers and everything and just, like, unfollowed things that, like, don't serve me, people that, like, maybe I don't really connect with anymore or don't feel that, like, it's not positive. But even so, there's still, you know, like, all those ads that come up or just, like, on Instagram – that suggested I don't wish you could turn those off because there's just I know right you know like I only want to see certain posts and it just sometimes seems a little unproductive and I sometimes go for months where I'm like okay I'm like just deleting all social media kind of going off the grid type thing and that's like great like a little cleanse but at the same time there's also like it is such a part of like today's day and age like I do Mm -hmm. like you find out a lot of information there a lot of like what's going on in the world, et cetera. And so there's, I don't say there's like a fear of missing out type thing, but mm-hmm. it's just like, you're missing kind of that piece. So I just wondered how, if you, how you go about like managing, being, managing social media, being productive and like between crossing that line of like harmful and, you know, negative on your, your mental health and et cetera. I just wanted to ask you on how you balance that. Yeah, no, that's really good. And I love that you have like an awareness around it like okay maybe this following this person is like unproductive or this doesn't make me feel good I feel like that's like a really good first step of kind of like getting a grasp on social media and I think my biggest problem is you know having time restrictions around it 
and you know not being on it first thing in the morning and not being on it when I go to bed because I yeah. know I find my best well-being and my best mind state is like when I wake up in the morning and I'm not on it first thing in the morning and like I'm not on it before I go to sleep at night you know I have this thing like the whoop you know it's kind of like yes. the apple watch yeah it tracks your sleep and like all my best sleep is when I'm not on my phone right before bed but like it's like we know these things and sometimes we're like ah, uh, what's TikTok yeah. gonna hurt yeah. you know like just a yeah. little TikTok yeah, you know yeah, yeah. things like you know don't help you but you do them anyway yes. so yes you know as much as we want to have discipline it is so hard so sometimes you have to set yourself up for success and like charge your phone outside of your room yeah. or you know because like you can't just like lean on discipline because like your discipline is sometimes just going to fail especially when it comes to social media like our hands are just like wired now to like yes you know like you're like i'm not going to get on instagram but sometimes you open an app like three times in a row like click out and then go back yeah. and you're like what are you doing uh, yeah like you know, it's so hard to control it. And they know what they're doing. It's yes. designed to be addictive. Yes. It's designed to bring you back. It's designed to, like, keep scrolling. Yeah. They know what they're doing. So we have to, like, set ourselves up for, like, better success and be like, all right, I'm charging my phone outside of my room. We're like, I'm going to stand up on my phone and scroll. And then, you know, I can't sit down and scroll or something like I that. You know? <laughs> you know? So it's like, you're like, I don't want to stand up. So, yeah. you know, you're aware that, like, I've been standing up for a long time. I want to sit down and, like, let me get off my phone. So I don't think, I think it's, we set ourselves up for success to feel bad about ourselves and for failure when we try to rely on discipline. Like, oh, my God, why can't I be disciplined enough to, like, not be on my phone this much? Yeah. Getting, <clears throat> getting to your part about, like, you know, feeling bad and, like, the mental health. And it's, like, it's so easy to, like, compare and I think I find myself you know as I'm trying to create content comparing myself to other content you know and I'm like scrolling 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 to be like be inspired but I just end up like trying to be inspired and don't create my own content and so I think you know yeah so that's where I'm at with it like I'm not perfect I'm not like guys I never get on my phone in the morning (laughs) and I'm never before bed but like I try my hardest you know sometimes I'm like you know what sometimes you know good until TikTok scroll yeah whatever you know and that's okay and then sometimes like you know what I need to get some good sleep tonight like charging my phone out of my room and like that's okay you know like find a balance have some self-compassion like we're human and you know so that's how I I think about it I appreciate that I just I've been charging my phone like across the room so I have to get up out of bed and because I also have a problem with, like, snoozing and, like, oh, just a few more minutes type thing. So I have to get uh-huh. up and get it. But then I've been trying to do my first hour of my day with, like, no phone time. Or just, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I get on to do the morning movement or whatever. But, like, no social media. I don't look at text messages. I don't whatever. And it's, like, after that first hour. Because, like, your, your dopamine, if... I was thinking yep. about, the, like, if you start hitting yourself with, like, the dopamine of social media, then that's what you continue to yep. look for throughout the day. And so I've been trying to minimize that by, you know, yep. first hours, just try and get a different routine going. So, yeah. Um, no, that is huge. This kind of flows right into it. But what does, I don't want to say productive day, because productive looks different every day. But mm-hmm. what does a healthy day look like for you, like, what do you do in a day that you feel your best and like that sets you up to feel your best physically, emotionally, mentally, just what are some of those key parts of your day? Yeah, I would say like my daily essentials that like, where I'm like, Oh, that was a good day. Like I felt good. I would say like my morning would be, you know, having time to move slow, having time to be alone, journal, move you know eat do some breathing and then you know another essential throughout the day would just be like move again like I always feel good when I move and you'll see like after being an athlete because you're required to move every day and you're like I have to move out but when like you're retired I mean you'll have to figure this out yourself it's like do I like moving you know like I feel good when I move my body and I always wondered like am I still going to want to work out when I'm done? Like, no one's going to be telling me to work out. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And I found myself just, like, gravitating. Like, I want to move my body. I want to sweat. Like, I still, I feel best when I move. So a day with moving, 
I feel good. And then like a big like essential like and tool for me is just nature and getting outside. Like I feel best when I'm like outside, even if it's like walking through a park. Yeah. Um, and then kind of just something I realized recently, just like mentally and like, I guess, I don't know, just makes me feel calmer is like getting really organized with my day. I know as an athlete, like you have everything planned out and yeah. you have your thing and it's like hard to not like have like a like what my focus is yeah yeah but when you're just like you have a whole 24 hours to yourself like you have to manage it now I'm like okay when I have like a schedule of like where I want my attention to go be like okay here's my emails here's what I'm gonna do like organize myself I feel much better because like when you just have like everything you're like I'm not accomplishing anything. There's so much to do. Like you feel overwhelmed and stressed out. So when I kind of like give myself space, like be organized, move nature. I feel like those are like my rocks of my day and like everything else around that can kind of like rotate in and out. I I really love that. Um, That kind of, that just had like all the questions in one right there. (laughs) So um, I guess we can transition a little bit more now to, a little bit of goal setting and because mm-hmm. setting goals as an athlete is different than like setting goals I'm sure in life now like <clears throat> post being an athlete so what was the most successful tools for you like having goals as an athlete versus what are successful tools for you now setting goals post athlete life <clears throat> or other unrelated uh-huh. athletic goals I would say my goal setting process is still very much the same. So what helped, like, what helped me is, like, I think of my goals, but the most powerful thing is, like, okay, if that's what I want to achieve, what do I need to do? So asking myself, like, what do I need to do today? Yep. Like, what do I need to do now? What do I need to do this week? Going into practice, being like, okay, if I want this to happen, what do I need to do? What do I need to focus on? And then even if it's, like, my ideal self, like, if I want to do this, who do I, how do I need to show up? And then just constantly reflecting. So it's not just, like, setting a goal, but, like, setting actions, reflecting, you know, even after practice, like, okay, my goal, like, what are, asking myself, like, what are three things that went well and what can I do well or what can I do differently the next practice? So it's constantly, like, reflecting and making adjustments, reflecting and making adjustments. Like, I have my big goal, but it's, like, making sure I'm taking action. So even now, as I'm not an athlete, you know, I want to create a platform and I want to help athletes and I want to inspire and encourage, like, okay, that's a goal, but, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, what do you need to do? Because sometimes, you know, you have these ideas, but, like, you're not taking action either. It's for perfectionism. Like, it needs to be perfect. perfect. Or, yeah. you know, I can't do it until it's perfect. It's like, no, you just need to do it even Start. if it's sloppy and the, yeah. the experience and stuff will come. Yes. So uh, the more you reflect, the more you're like, okay, I'm avoiding that. Like, I need to tackle that. So I think it's like um, setting the goal, setting action steps and then just constantly reflecting and like making adjustments because I know a lot of people like I always get frustrated because I'm like new year's is people are so inspired to make goals oh my god and then uh, you know I'm like okay but then they don't do it until like the end of the year again and I'm like we have to constantly always yeah goals are always happening that's what I have for myself yeah and people wait until the end of the year to reflect. I'm like, you know, I have this thing. It's like monthly business meetings with yourself. Uh-huh. Like meet monthly with yourself. Like, is it working? Is it not working? What needs to be adjusted? You know, a business doesn't just like, you know, make a plan at the beginning of the year <laughs> and, and not like, ask questions, you know, each yeah. week. You know, they have meetings like what's working in our business plan? Are we making money? Is marketing working? And we need to do the same things with ourselves. Like, what's working, what I want to keep doing, what I want to stop doing. And it allows you to be more reflective and make adjustments and, you know. Monthly versus yearly. (laughs) Yeah, monthly versus yearly. And if you even want to get down to it, it's like weekly. But I think monthly is a big thing. You're like, okay, what did March look like as a whole? Like what was working, what's not, you know? Yeah. So, There's so much pressure on New Year's, and I have talked about this in some of my other episodes, but I think, like – there's so much pressure to have all these goals and resolutions, but like I act as, as if I don't have like year, like 
monthly goals. I'm not doing that all year round. So it's like comes the new year. I'm like, well, what are my goals? What are my resolutions? It's like I'm always kind of in a movement to be reaching goals. So I like yeah. a monthly reflection. Okay, so now I have some some just bonus questions. I don't know. They're kind of random okay. or not random. But um, when you, like, got to the Olympic level and, you know, competing at the Olympics – was it about winning or losing or was it just kind of an opportunity to about like competing among the best? If that makes um, sense. Yeah. So it's funny because as I was getting there, you know, your whole goal is to like get to the Olympics, get to the Olympics. And, but you're playing with some players that had already been to the Olympics. So yeah. their goal is like to win the Olympics. Yeah. And so, you know, once I got there, I was like, shoot, I have to shift like, to win you know because like you just want to be there first with your team in the first yeah and so it's not you weren't like a guarantee to be there so it's hard like you know you want to win yeah but like your first goal is like I need to get there and so it was a big shift from like when I got there to be like okay now like having this hunger to win and like how do we win so that was like a really interesting shift for me Next, did you go through a time where you, like, hated volleyball or, you know, faced a lot of adversity in it? And what's your best advice for overcoming just any adversity that you may face in a sport, just the general? Um, I would say, you know, I went through a really tough season one time in Italy. You know, I had, you know, when you play overseas professionally or with, like, a different, tons of different nationalities, you know, can play with like polish italian turkish like all these different nationalities mix in one team and so i had a team that i played on and like there some personalities weren't meshing and at the time you know i was friends with one of them and we'd go to dinner and all three of us like those two would just kind of like talk about the problem and the person and i would just soak it in and you know i was like a sponge you know i'm like a really like empathetic like soaker in or like I like listening and I take on people's like how yeah. they're feeling so I was constantly like immersing myself into that and it started to take a toll on me like we went through three coaches and then after that season I came back to the team USA season and I didn't realize it but I was just like emotionally or mentally just like burnt, burnt out, out and my yes. coach came up, yeah my coach came up to me he's like hey like it looks like you lost your spark a little bit and I was like yeah and I started to break down and that was like the first time like a coach anyone talked to me about like therapy like it wasn't really talked about then and he's like hey like my wife went to therapy after like a child and you know and it wasn't like it's a bad bad thing it's just like you can learn about yourself in different ways to like navigate and have tools to like navigate these moments and I'm like you know that sounds that sounds like I could need that Uh you know So that I think that was like the toughest part that I went through because I didn't know I didn't have tools for myself to like navigate these situations and you know I didn't realize like okay like I need to have boundaries I need to have like discernment and things that are like my problem and not my problem and I can't just be immersing myself in everything and so I think the more we learn about it ourselves and like um and that's why like when I work with my my athletes like self-discovery is so important like what works for you what doesn't what keeps you calm and like the more you learn about this yourself like the more you can kind of like navigate these moments and even like moments of like okay like I know when I do this I start to get burned out like how can I counteract that like what do I need right now to like help me through this because like you know we're human we're gonna go through moments where we're like you know I'm just not feeling this (laughs) like going to practice this is hard like yeah. pulling myself out of bed it's not like I'm not motivated but like it's I'm hard. in a hard place yeah it's hard so just having the tools and just like the self-compassion and just like the awareness of it all I think is so important that is very good I think a lot of I mean like the people that are asking these I think a lot of people will enjoy hearing that and mm-hmm. knowing yourself and having that compassion for yourself even in hard times and also just recognizing that sometimes you can be like be very motivated be disciplined but that doesn't make it any easier and even when you're Mm -hmm. at like your height of you know training or you're on like a good role it's still it never should like that doesn't mean it's easy in any way so I think that's exactly especially important to recognize the next question is just kind of random but what did you did you have anything unexpected that you came across 
going to the Olympics or what was the most like unexpected thing that you encountered at the Olympics? If there's anything. Like, just, like, everyday life or kind of, like, sports life or anything? Anything. Just whatever comes to mind first. I mean, the craziest thing was just, like, you're in line and, like, Michael Phelps is behind you getting, like, the same salad as you. And you're like, what am I doing here? (laughs) I, like, what is happening? Like, you're like, I made it. I freaking made it. Like, we're here. Michael Phelps is here, you know? like For all the swimmers listening to this, including myself, I mean, that that would be probably pretty... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, okay. like we, we're we're out here at the Olympics. <laughs> Michael Phelps is getting the salad that I'm eating. Like we're out here, like it's crazy. I I love that especially because the both of you, like the both of you, are at the at the highest level, and so the exactly. fact that you're, you can still be like, oh my God, no way. When yeah, I'm it's sure, not like she is at like a higher yeah, Olympics than so you guys are. We're at the same at Olympics. The same we're Olympics. at the same level. <laughs> I I love that. That is that's pretty crazy. One one last question. Just what is the best piece of advice that either someone told you or you've kind of learned over the years that you would want to leave everybody with? Oh gosh. And that can be related to just anything. Um best piece of advice. Um or something like something you live by that has really like changed your perspective on daily life or you know I would say like I still from the beginning of like when I started journey strength back in the day like my favorite affirmation and like you know because our mind likes to wander and stuff my affirmation is like I'm strong I'm capable I'm enough so like when and in times I forget that, like I remind myself, like, you know, I'm capable, like I can do this, like I'm enough, like everything I have like is within me. Like I'm It's I'm my good. podcast title, you're already everything. It's already <laughs> everything. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. I really love that. And I actually have one more question that I forgot. I just like read yeah. out my last one. And I have been trying to like ask all the people that I bring on my podcast, but what is just like one dream that you have or just like one thing you hope hope to either accomplish or do in your life and it can be once again related to just anything just like a dream like that bucket list thing that you just like wow okay you know I can die happily now I've done that kind of thing um I think like my biggest thing is like I just want to share I want my journey to help other people So if I can, like, leave this earth knowing that, like, I was able to use my voice, not hold back, really put myself out there, put my story out there, really just, like, create things that can help people um, and support people in their journey and not, not, like, hold them back from, you know, achieving and feeling good and all these things, like, I'll be happy. I'm happy. I love that. And that that leaves a wide... I mean, all, you're already helping me, so honestly, you're, you're good. <laughs> um, that just, like, leaves a wide spectrum of things to do for you. And I yeah. know you yeah. do a lot of different things with your life. But, yeah, okay, I think that's about all the questions I have. I'm so excited. Okay. This is so... Okay, I'm so excited. I'm so happy you reached out to me. This, like, turned into, like, something really great. I was just like, you know, because I only started this podcast a few months ago, and I was like... It's, you know, it's actually been pretty crazy. Once you start a podcast, when you do one day, I'm sure you will. Yeah. Um, like, I, I have this, the RSS feed or whatever that you put. I don't really actually understand how any of this stuff works. But they give you, like, a map of everywhere that's, like, it's been listened to. And I'm, like, I've got, like, upwards of 20 con- different countries, which is just insane. That is insane. And, like, just the amount of support that I've gotten. So I was, like, you know, I'm just going to – I follow her and I love her and, you know, I think – she has so many, so much wisdom to share. I'm like, might as well give it a chance. You know, worst comes to worst, she doesn't reply or anything. Always, so. always shoot your shot. Shoot. If, what's the worst that can happen? No? Yes. Like, okay. Thank you for your time. Yeah. But always shoot your shot. Exactly. Always. So I was like, here we go. Thank you so have much. Have a great day. You have a great day. We'll, talk to we'll you soon. Talk soon. Okay. Bye, Rachel. Bye, Bye. I really hope you enjoyed Rachel and I's conversation today. Athlete or not, I really thought there were a lot of takeaway points 
that we talked about and touched on that even if you are an athlete, even if you aren't, you could take away and apply to your own life. I know I do. And I definitely recommend you follow Rachel and her journey strength platforms on Instagram. She shares a ton of really helpful key tips and advice and things to think about. So definitely recommend giving her accounts a follow. One final thing that I learned from Rachel and I's conversation today is to shoot your shot. If you don't try, you'll never know. If you've got a goal, if you've got a dream, and you're a little skeptical about it, a little skeptical about how to get there, I say reach out, put yourself out there. The least you can do is ask. And the worst that anyone can ever say is no. So take that as you will. This is your sign right now, I'm telling you. There's something that you've been putting off or a little bit scared to do. You should do it and just go for it. What's the worst that can happen? Just do your best. Which, now as I tell all of you guys listening to go out there and do your best, what's the worst that can happen? I guess I'm going to have to take my own advice as I go off to a swim meet this week, an end of season meet, um, that I'm pretty nervous for because of my injury, which I'll probably touch in another podcast episode soon. But what's the worst that can happen? All you can ever do is your best. So that's what I'm going to leave you with today. Sometimes you just got to get out there and do things that scare you and not worry about what anyone else thinks and just do it. So that is what I'm going to be doing this week. So we can do it together. Okay, that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, thank you for all of your support. And as I always mention, feel free to reach out to me and let me know what you think, critiques, advice, things you want to hear me talk about, etc. And as always, win or lose, success, failure, etc., something that even I struggle to remember sometimes is that you're already everything.